Psachim daf ayin hay was starting two lines to the top of ayin hay um and al. The Mishnah said that in order to roast the common pesach, he used a spit made from the branch of a pomegranate. However, the Mishnah also said ain't selling some pesach loy al ashpurv You can't roast the common pesach not on a spit made of metal and not on a grill. So I'm Reb Tzadik, and Reb Tzadik said my Reb Mulil. There's a story of Mulil Shamal Tavi Abde. They told his servant named Tavi Zayin Slay Lano was a pesach al askla. Go and roast for us to come pesach on a grill. So for the Gemara my solista lechayra. The Mishnah just said, "Ain't selling some pesach. You're not allowed to go and roast the common pesach on a grill." And then we bring a story with Ragumliel and Tavi Abdai that he told him to go and roast the common pesach on a grill. The Gemara answers, "Chasurim Echzavachitani." That the Mishnah is missing a few words to understand the exact shot in the Mishnah. The Imaskalam and the Motor. We have to add in one clause into the Mishnah, and the Mishnah is basically saying as follows: If you have a grill where the top is like a griddle, for example, and no holes, then of course it's going to be also not only to put the common pesach on that griddle because then it's heating up. From the metal and not from the fire, but even if you actually use a spit on top of that, it would still be asa because the heat is coming from metal and not from fire itself. And then we add in another clause and we say, if you have a grill which is similar to our grates on a grill that have holes, it's perforated, and therefore the actual fire could go through that, then it's mutter. Now, according to Rashi, the Pshat is not that you're allowed to take the Kompesach and place it on that grill because, of course, that would be cooking it from the grill itself and not from fire. But it means if you're using a spit on top of that, then it's roasting from the fire, which is coming through the grill because it's perforated. Now, let's see Rashi inside. He says, It's made like posts or like metal rods, like our grills. And there's a lot of space and empty area between each briach. And you place the actual spit to its width, and therefore it's like a rotisserie. And therefore, the entire tla, the entire sheep is actually roasting between the ear between the two brichim, she ain't beside the gate of basil, and the bus is not touching the basil at all, and it's not even over the basil. Other Rishon seem to be saying that even if you place the basil that's over basil, but since there is airspace, therefore the fire will be able to come out, and that will be fine. And the Rambam seems to say, as long as there's space between briach and briach, then you can actually take the Karm Pesach and place it on the grace itself. The Rambam is a little tzarech but that's what the Rambam says. The Gemara therefore says that then Reb Tzadik says, but Reb Tzadik, my Reb Mliel. Of course, now it makes sense that the story of Ramulil is that he told him to roast the Kompesach when it's hanging over a grill that has holes and was perforated. The Gemara continues. Now we have a machlekes on Dafchafav Amalav between Rabbi and Chum when you heat up an oven with oil appeals or shells, and now that is actually the fuel that's heating up pas, and you bake pas in that oven. Rabbi holds that if the shells of peel are still on fire since Orla and even the Klippe Orla are Asbana, so there's a Din Yeshvach Eitzim Pas, the actual pen- benefit of the Eitzim goes into the Pas, and therefore you're being Nana from Orla and it's Asa to eat the Pas. However, the Chum say it's Mutter, but the Gemara over here is Lefi Rebbe Shita, that there's a Din that it's Asbana and the Lechem is Asbana, so where there's no Mamashas anymore, as the Klippe Orla were cleaned out of the oven and were swept out, but the walls of the oven, which were made out of Keres are still very hot and therefore can retain its original heat and can still bake bread, but there is no Shvach Itzim over here that's going into the past. And the Shaila of the Gemara is, would Rebbe say in this case that the past would still be Asa or would be, the past be Muta? On that, the Gemara says, Amalei, he responded back to Rabchina Ba'idi, Ha'pas Mutaris, that Lefi 
Rebbe, the pas would actually be mutter. So Amalei, so Rav Chimah Ba'idi asked back to Rav Adabahava that Lechayra, we have a Gemara that seems not like that, and some have to guess over here, Aini, that Lechayra doesn't make sense to say by that case of the Klippi Orla, since it was already taken out, there's no Be'en of Orla in the oven that would be mutter for Rebbe, because by Amr Rav Chimah Saba, Amr Rav Asi, Amr Rav we know Rav Chimah Saba said the name of Rav Asi, the name of Rav Yechon, Tanish Hesiko, Vigarfo, Vitzal Beisah Pesach, that if you have an oven where you heat it up with regular wood and then you shovel it out and now you roast the carbon pesach in it, it's not considered sliesh and therefore it's not a good carbon pesach. Now, why is that shenem? Because we have a pasuk sliesh sliesh teipam. The Torah says va'achos abasu balayl zat sliesh umatzamari meiklu and also says al teichum and no bashmu vushum bayim kiim sliesh and therefore since the Torah specifies sliesh twice, so we learn that there has to be mamish sliesh and not where it's garf v'tzal b'leis pesach. So once you shovel out, it's not going to be considered sliesh. In fact, Gemara time in the Galah Rechman sliesh sliesh teipam. The only reason why we said it's not going to be good is because the Torah specified and revealed to us that it says sliesh twice and therefore it's memayit that you can't cook or roast the current Pesach using the heat of the walls of the oven. It has to have mamashas and actual fire to heat up and to roast this current Pesach. And without that, it wouldn't be kosher. However, we see holy Galah Rechman the Torah wouldn't have revealed it to us by saying sliesh twice. Have meaning we would still say that sliesh was considered sliesh and therefore just like over here would be considered sliesh even though there's no actual fire in the oven because you're using the retained heat in the walls of the oven, by also we should say that it's also bahana and the bread should be also because even though there's no mashes of Arla in there, but the heat that was in the oven came from Arla and therefore it should be also. And that the Gemara says, The first text of the Gemara is that the Torah teaches us by Tzliyesh, Tzliyesh, by Pesach, to teach us that just like by Pesach, it's not considered Tzliyesh, also Arla is also going to be Muta because that's not considered Tzliyesh anymore. It's not considered that it's roasting or it's cooking with the actual Arla product. It's only being used from the heat of the oven itself and from the walls of the oven. Or you can say another pshat. Hasam, the reason is time We would think that the only thing that Torah needed is that you have to have fire or anything which is the heat of the walls of the Tana also is a told of Eish. It really was created from the fire itself and therefore would be fine. And even if you get rid of and you shovel out all of the fire and all of the wood that was in it to create the fire, it's still considered sliyesh. And like Rashi says, Matana told this issue, then Tita may beg if you place a beggar inside the oven, this stuff it would actually burn Vinasapakh. It would actually burn and singe, and therefore it's considered like Aish. Over here by Arla, the whole Issa is based on the Mamashas of the Arla itself. And therefore, once you don't have Aitzim anymore, therefore there's no Issa at all. The Gemara continues, turn up button, we learned to the Baisa. That if someone actually makes cuts, small cuts, in a piece of meat of the animal, and it doesn't separate it, it's still one piece, it's still one car in Pesach, but he sliced the meat in two or three spices in order to, like Rashi says, to make sure that it roasts much quicker. And then you roasted it on a spit, of course, on top of Gechalim. Instead of having fire underneath it, it was actually Gechalim that was burning up and causing the heat over here. Rabbi that this is considered Sliyesh. Gechalim coals are considered fire, even though Lechari, you don't see fire in the coals at this point because it died down. Since the source of the fire, the heat in the coals came from an actual fire, therefore that's considered Sliyesh. So Ramili Ravachtava Ba'amid Rav Chista, the Shiloh was presented in front of Rav Chista. Miyam Rabbi Gechalim Eishnenu. Does Rabbi 
we really hold that a coal is considered ash? For a minimal esquistira, it says in the Bible, "Michbas ash." The pasuk in the Gemara says that there's a type of tzuras that comes that someone had a burn from a fire. The din is afterwards if it doesn't heal properly, and there's certain simonim. The din is that it has a din of tzuras. And the Gemara says, "Ein leal ash." You would think that the only time we said that it's michbas ash is only when someone singed in fire. However, nichbas bechelas if someone's burnt or singed from a coal or berabits or from hot ash or besidri seach or from boiling hot lime or another product which was boiling or anything that came originally from a source of fire inclusive of boiling hot water that was boiled on top of fire how do you know that that would also be a problem it's coming to conclude it by saying in the Torah twice the word to teach us any type of any type of heat source that causes you a burn that's considered in the Pasha now not relevant to our sugya, but Rashi and Tezus both point out that if it's not a considered a it's considered a shechin and Lachar, it still has the din of Tsuras. On that, Rashi says, even though both din and Tsuras are exactly the same, however, there's an afkamina in one case. Because the din is that it has to have a shiva gris in order to be considered Tsuras, and if someone had a burn from fire, which was a half a gris, and he had another half a gris of a burn that came from one of these items, you may think that this is not considered a burn, and therefore it's considered shechin and the starf. Kamash one, that the Pasuk teaches us that the starf each other. And the Gemara continues to ask the Kasha on Rabbi, time to the only reason why we say that that's included because it says the Lashon Mikvah twice. That a coal would not be considered ish. The only reason that we consider coal to be ish is only because we have a reboy of Mikvah Mikvah. So you just said Rebbe holds that coal is considered ish. Lachay from the Brisa is mashma not like that. Now Tais points out with feet of tarots that we had before that Amalei We could answer that over here as well. The only reason we're going to need another tarot is only according to the second pshat of the Gemara before, on that the Gemara says, he was talking about a coal that came from wood, so you were burning up wood, and then it made it into coals, that of course is considered ash, and there's no shayla, even by the shayla of the b'risa, that's not the shayla over there, the only time the Torah had to teach us, is only to teach us coals that came from metal, which means if you had a metal bar that was heated up with fire, and then it's starting to die down, but you still have the heat of the metal, over there we had to teach us, that's still considered a burn. In fact, you're telling me that a coal made from matechas is not considered ish. We know that does its nurse. The din is that she has to be burnt in fire, which means that she gets shreifa, which is not the standard din of someone that's mizana. And in explaining how you do the process of shreifa for the baskayin, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says, but Amar Masla, they would take melted wick of lead and they would actually make it into a liquid and then they would pour it down her throat and that's the way they would kill her through Shreifa. So over there you see that metal is considered ash. The Gemara says, over there there's a reboy that says, you should burn her in fire. And Rashi says, it could have just said the word ba'ish as Rashi says, and be quiet afterwards. We don't have to say the word tisarf at all. Taisu says, instead of the word tisarf, we could have said ba'ish thomas that she should die ba'ish. But in any case, the point is the same that the word tisarf is extra, and therefore we learn out tisarf for the rabbi is called shreifas abayis ben ish. It's coming to include any shreifas that comes from fire, and therefore we include metal. But the gemara asks, because can ish aswa? According to this, of course, ish by itself, of course, that could be used for shreifas, and therefore all the chayyim v'nakal the chavilas meris benikla. Why is shreifas baskayim being done by melting a wick of lead and turning into a liquid and then pouring down the throat? The chayyim we should surround it with bundles of branches and we should burn it up in that way. The gemara says asu shreifas shreifas and we learn out of Xer Shava from Srefa from the children of Aaron. Malala, just like by the children of Aaron that died, Srefa's and Shavim of Gilkhaim, that it says in the, in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Kamin Beis Chut 
that two strands of fire went into the nostrils and burnt them from the inside, but the outside body was intact. Over here also by the Baskayim, when it talks about Sreif in the Torah, it's talking about a Sreif where the Shama gets burned, which means the inside of a person gets burnt up, but the outside of the body is still intact. And the Gemara asks, now that we're saying it has to be from the inside of the body, why don't we just say, heat up boiling water and let that burn her out? The Gemara says, that's because of Nachman, or Nachman, or Makrod. The Pasuk says, you should love your friend like yourself. You should choose for him a Misiafa, which means if you have a choice of how to burn someone up or how to give Mises Bezin, we try to use something which is the easiest way and the quickest way to kill her, and it's something that's going to be the least disgusting. So, therefore, by pouring lead down her throat, which gets much hotter than wood, of course, water only goes to 212, and boiling metal could get much hotter. Therefore, we use that as Baraloi Misiafa. In fact, from the fact that we have which teaches us they use barley misiafa, then maybe we should say that of course we use lead, and therefore we can't ask the question why don't we burn her up by taking chavilas maris and surrounding her with bundles of branches? Of course, that's not something which is barley misiafa. You might think that a sreifa of the neshama where the gufas kaim is not considered sreifa at all, and therefore you have to burn her up in a way that would be the best way, but burning her body as well. I, you can say there's a din of Misa Yafa that we're going to say Nefesh like Chavilas Maris Tuva Kehechad the Thomas Bagol Kamash Blan that you would think that you take a lot of bundles of branches and make sure that it gets very very hot and therefore she'll die very quickly that would be Baral and Misa Yafa on that Kamash Blan we teach you that there's Xer Shava that the Strafers and Shavu Guf Kaim is also considered Strafer and once we know that that is considered Strafer then we say now Baral and Misa Yafa make sure to do it in the fastest way possible and that is by melting up lead and the Gemara asks one more Kasha that According to this, just say Tisarf, and we'll know burner with anything that will burn her, even lead. The Gemara says, Lafuke even make curry. That teaches us that it has to be lead that's heated up by fire. But if you have some sort of a, a iron that comes from its source when it's boiling hot, you would think that that would work. Or if there's some sort of liquefied metal that's in the world, some sort of a volcanic ash, then you would be able to use that Kamash one. That you can't use. You have to have something that was heated up by the ash itself. When it says the two words of Be'ish Tisarf, it's coming to include any strafer that comes from a source of fire. By the permanent strafer, it says the lost and it says beish, and therefore it says both will shine us. And permanent strafer again is three chatois that were brought. There's a par helm double shalti with a par koyim mishech and parim kaburim that the din is that even though the chatois that the whole chatois was burnt and the koyim didn't need any part of it and they were burnt outside of the machta b'makom adeshin in the place that as we'll see on our base where they used to bring all the ashes that were. And used to put it outside of the machna. In any case, over there we know it says in the pasuk v'sarv, and it says beish. The time we have a beish, so beish that only fire v'loy b'sidreisech, and you can't use boiling hot lime v'loy b'kfasmeisech, and not with this boiling hot gafes. In the case of the baskayin, it says beish t'sarv, and therefore it's inclusive of any type of fire. But hachak siv v'sarv, it first says by permanent sarv in the word v'sarv, and then it says al etzim ba. It's coming to qualify it. How do you burn it? Dafku with H and not with anything else. The Gemara says, Over there also we have a passage that says the word Sreifa after it said H. And since the Torah says you serve after the word H, we should include anything and it should even include the boiling hot lime which comes from a source of fire. The Chsiv, as it says in the passage, when we turn to Ayan Hemon Beis, that you should burn the Param Hanisrafim in the place where the ashes of the Mizbech were, pla- were taken. The Gemara says, that word you serve is not extra, and therefore we don't learn 
the word Be'ish Yisarev, we actually learned that for somebody else. The Tanya, we have a Brisa Yisarev. The Pasuk says it should be burnt. Even though at this moment there's no ashes over there because the Deshen was already brought there and it dissipated. At this point, you would think that maybe you can't burn the permanent stuff over there. Kamash 1, that as long as it was being burnt in the place of the Deshen, even if it's not actually there at this point, it is also the right spot to burn it. In addition, Yisarev, we learned that from the word Yisarev. Even the fire already caught onto the meat of the animal and it's already on the animal, you might think that that's enough and you could stop burning it. Kamash 1, you have to actually stir it and make sure it gets caught onto the entire animal and it burns it up completely. And the Gemara now will bring another answer to the Kash that we had on Rebbe. Rebbe said that you'll have to take a carbon Pesach and put it on spit and roast it over coals, which is mash, but that coals is considered Sliyesh. And the Gemara is from the Gemara in Saras, but again, Michmas Eish. On that, Ravina says, Ravina, I'm a Karakotani. Let's go back to that Brisa and we'll explain it differently because it's actually Meshabeshta, the words of the Brisa, the comma is in the wrong spot. When it says Michmas Eish in the Pesach, but again, Saras, it says, when you burnt with fire, not that the Gemara thought that it was Pashatas only Nichvas Eish, only if it was burnt with fire itself, but Gachelos was part of the actual question of the Gemara. Gachelos was also Pashat to the Gemara that we have coals, that's considered fire, and of course that's considered a burn and not considered Shrin. However, the Gemara's Shiloh over there in the Brisa was The only Shiloh was on those things. How do you know that that's also considered a burn? That we have a reboy of Mikhfa as we learned before. And therefore, once we say this terence, we don't have any kasha anymore from the Baskoyan, because of course, Rebbe and the Brysa all hold that Gachel is any type of coal. If it's a coal made of wood or a coal for metal, is all considered fire, and therefore it's pushed that the Baskoyan was burnt with fire because that's considered fire. The American is Ravi Rami, Ravi Estasir, Rabbi, Gachel Mikurish. Did Rebbe really say that a coal is considered ash for a minimal? I'll ask you another Shiloh. As we know, the Kayan Gadol Anim Kippur would take a shovel full of ashes from the top of the Mizbeach and Chitain and bring it into the Kayan Gadashim. As it says in Pesach, Now, in order to understand the next Gemara, we have to understand there are three actual stages of a coal. The first is that when you light up a coal where you have a source and a fuel of, of the fire that, for example, is a base of wood, then that wood would actually cause a fire and there will be a fire that you'll actually see flames coming out of that. At some point, it dies down and that actual wood is glowing and then afterwards, at some point, it dies down completely and you don't see any fire and it's just smoldering, but of course, it's very, very hot and that is the actual coal that we cook with. So Rubber now brings a Pasuk and a Brysa real over to the Gachli Eish to the actual fiery coals that the Kayan Gadol used to take into the Kaidish Kadashim on Yom Kippur. And we start as follows. But many, I'll ask you a Kasha from a Brysa. Gachli, it says in the Pasuk Gachli Eish, but the word Gachli, which means a coal, Yachol Eimais, you would think that even if it's smoldering, even if it completely died down, Tamaloy Eish, the Pasuk says it has to be fire. So Eish, if it says a fire, Yachol Shalhevis, you might mean that it means the part when it's fiery, when it's completely on fire. Therefore it says, it has to be coal. The Kayan Gadol brings coals which are glowing. It's very schwer to understand the price by its face. Because we said when we said the word Gachli, you would think that it's talking about smoldering coals. By the fact that we didn't say that you could know from the word Gachli that means it must be that the Brysa defines since it actually is glowing, therefore it's considered Mamisha fire. But aim a safer, let's see the safer. The safer said, if you said it has to be Aish, Yachal Shalhevis, you might think it means that it actually has a fire on it, that it's not just glowing, it actually has a fire on it. Therefore, it says, the lust of coals, Alma, I feel like you see from here that if it's glowing, that's not considered Aish. For Amr on that, in order to understand the Brysa, Rabbi Shesh said, this is how I understand the Brysa. When it says the word Gachle, Yachle, you would think, it doesn't make the difference if it was glowing or smoldering, that you could use that. That's 
why it says in the Pasuk Eish. Now, if it says Eish, you might think that it means an actual fire that's on it and there's flames coming out of this wood. That's why it says Gachli. Okay, so how do you understand the Torah when it says Gachli? Eish, the Kohen Gadol takes from the glowing coals. The Gemara is, no matter how you learn this price of Gachalim, it comes out that Gachalim is not considered Eish at all because we just said that Yachol, that's considered coal, but it's not considered Eish. The Gemara says, and therefore it comes out according to Rebbe because Rebbe just said that coals could be used for the Karim Pesach and that's considered Sliyesh. Uh, Abaya says, let's explain the Bryce as follows. Gachli, when it says in the word Gachli, which means coals, you might think it only means smoldering and not glowing. That's why it says in the Pesach, Eish to teach us that it means glowing. If it would say the word Eish, you would think I could bring either Shalhavis or Gachalas because both are considered Eish, which is exactly like Rebbe because Rebbe holds that a coal is considered Eish. And that's why the Gemara thinks that you could bring into the Kaddish Gashim either the fiery coal or the glowing coal. On that, the Gemara says, the Bryce tells us it has to be some sort of a coal. Therefore, you need something that's something in between. It's fire, but it's also a coal. And that actually could go when you have something which is a glowing coal. It has some fire and therefore it's considered Eish. It's also not a complete fire and therefore it's considered like a coal itself. So that's why the Torah used the terminology of Gachli Eish to tell us that you need to use glowing coals. Amr Rubber Rubber says, Abai just explained the Bryce that it had to have me in Ratzah Gachalz Yavi Ratzah Shlevis Yavi. You would think that you could either bring a glowing coal or you could bring the actual flame. In fact, Gemara shall have his blood Gachalz Hekem Shkachsla. How do you have an actual flame without having Gachalz that's underneath it as its source? Kagoyin it must be the Shafir Lemanim Mishcha Faatle Benura. They took a kli and you smeared it with oil and then you lit it up on fire. Zok Gemara who lamely kralimute over there. How do you say that you need a pasuk to be remind that it's pasuk that you can't use such a kli because then you can have a lot of smoke coming from it and hashlo flame melk pasuk dam ein isakin. It's not proper to go in front of a melk pasuk dam with such a thing smoking. Of course, you can't bring that into the Kaddish Gashim and therefore it's partially you can't use such an item. So, what would be happening? Elam Rav Rav explains the Bryce a little bit different. Tarot Tachi, let's explain the Bryce as follows. You might think it means smoldering and not actually glowing coals. It says, which includes if it says, you may think that the point that you take it from the Mizbeach, it could be something which is half of a Gachalas and half of a Shalas. So you take a piece of wood which is flaming at that point a little bit. So half of this coal is a glowing coal and half of it is still has a flame on it and therefore it's a shalavas. And even though you're saying that it's going to smoke and therefore it's not proper to bring that into the Kaddish Gashim, but the Isle of Gavoy, by the time you get inside the Kaddish Gashim, Havikula Gachalas will die down and it'll be completely a glowing coal. It says in the Pesach, you should take it. At the point when you take it, it already has to be a glowing coal and it can't be an Eish. Now in our sugya, we kept using the term oimais, which means glowing coals. On that, Gemara asks, "Boilu oimais oimais? Is it with an olive or is it with an ayin?" Our Rabbi Tzuk says, "Arazim loyemu beganal kim." We have a pasuk that says, "The cedar trees will not lose its splendor or its glow in the ganal kim," and therefore you see it's with an ayin, and we will stop over here.